Hi there, and welcome to A Conversation with Tanya. Okay, let me give you some background on the title of my podcast. I know it's been more than a year and a half ago when I I first started playing around with Anchor, and I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about Anchor. I, I can't edit the stuff the way that I want to. And I still don't really know how to edit Anchor, Um, So I'm just going to keep talking and you guys will have to excuse me for, you know, all the mistakes and all this other stuff. But um, I remember running that title um, by a few friends and they were just like, no, I think you should do that when you're more popular because nobody knows you and this, that and the other. But I just like the way it sounds. I like the way it sounds. I like to hear myself say it. A conversation with Tanya. So that's the title of this podcast. (laughs) It's a conversation with Tanya. I mean, if you know me personally, you know that I'm a hairstylist, but I'm so much more than a hairstylist. I'm a lot of things. So on this podcast, we're not going to just cover the hair industry. We will cover other stuff, fitness and makeup and business. And I don't know what I had for lunch yesterday or I don't know grief, you know, good grief, Lord Jesus, be a fence. But yeah, so we have a lot of things to uh, talk about. But today, we're going to talk about the salon industry. So if this is your first time, welcome to a conversation with Tanya. I'm your host, Tanya Stokes, and um, I'm going to read off a question that uh, a young lady I met a couple weeks ago sent me in my DM, and I thought I'd share it with you guys. She says, Tanya, can you give me some tips on owning my own salon? Now, owning your own salon, believe it or not, that can be very, very broad. Why? Because there's so many ways that you can do that in this industry. Of course, we have uh, brick and mortar, which refers to like the physical structure of the business, um, pretty much like a a retail store where you are responsible, like your name's on the leash, you're responsible for the utilities, um, you know, phone included, you know, water, um, the signage on the building, outfitting the building, you're responsible for all of that stuff, right? As a salon owner, then you have uh, a booth renter, which also makes you a salon owner. Back in the day, we used to say you are a mini, M-I-N-I, a mini salon owner, which means you're a 1099 employee, employee, right? So you're responsible for your own taxes, just like you would if you were brick and mortar. You're responsible for your own taxes. You're responsible for um, building a clientele. You're responsible for your products and so forth and so on. Now we have salon suite owners, right? Where it's it's a big building. It's almost like a mall of stylists. But you are also a salon owner. You're a 1099 person as well, where you are responsible for everything. You're responsible for um, your products and building your business, but your utilities and, and all that good stuff is included in the rent. So you're going to pay more rent you know, but it's cool because it balances out because now you don't have to pay water and light and things of that nature. And some of them come with like um, cable and Wi-Fi and 
flat screen TVs so that you can buzz your people in. It's very, very nice. So when you talk about being a salon owner, I have to take all those things into consideration. I have actually done all three. Um, I was a salon owner in Charleston many years ago. Um, I, I owned my own salon um, and I've also managed other people's salon. And when I, my son and I moved to Charlotte, um, I became a booth renter and, um, you know, eventually I went into owning a salon suite, which I never thought I would do, you know, um, you know, because I just love the connection I love the camaraderie with um, the other stylists, just love working next to someone and seeing their creativity and things of that nature. But I've always been a leader. I've always had entrepreneurship in my blood. You know, um, my mother always said, I, I was always her child that would throw caution to the wind. You know, I'm, I never colored inside the lines. I will always respect you, but you know, at the end of the day, I was always trying to break out <laughs> and get you to understand a different way or a different point of view. So um, let's let's try and get into it. And hopefully I can answer your questions um, uh, just without you um, being here. I can give you an overview of what it's like to be um, a salon owner. But I want you to consider a few questions before you take that leap. For instance, um, why do you want to be a business owner? And um, do you have the work ethics to be successful? And if not, are you willing to take business classes or find a mentor or even both? Um, and do you have the clientele to support being an independent stylist? Right? So I'm going to get into um, the explanation of those questions, okay? Because I do believe that owning your own business is rewarding. I think it's doable. I think anybody within the sound of my voice should at least try it. And I'm not just talking about a salon or anybody in my industry. I'm talking about in general. We all have that gift. We all have something that we can offer the world. And we, we all have some type of passion that you could probably take and, and make money from it, right? So even if you work in corporate America, I think you have something innately within you that you can generate an income from, right? But that's not to say that you should quit your full-time job. I mean, let's let me be honest with you guys. I worked a full-time job and I did hair part-time for many years as a full-time parent, right? And when my full-time job got in the way of my passion, I had built a I had built up a clientele to the point where I was able to walk away from my full-time job because I was making double the money in the salon. And until you feel like you're at that point, and I know there are many influencers out there that are just like, you can't grow a business if you're working a job. And that is not true. That is not true. You can build a business 
an entrepreneurial gig after you've left corporate America. You can work corporate from eight to four or nine to five, and you can work independently from 5.30 to nine and grow that business. And once you're able to grow that clientele where you can survive, especially if you have children, then you can walk away from your corporate job. But in the meantime, you need to consider why you want to be a business owner. I wanted the freedom, right? Now, I, I'm not that person. I'm not a dreamer. I'm, I'm not the girl that wrote down all the details of her wedding and how many kids and dogs she wanted and that she wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've never been that person, right? Um, I'm the person that, that life happens to, like, <laughs> like, you know, life happens for me. Things fall into my lap so that I can make the next move. So um, after working full-time and being a, a, a stylist part-time, um, my part-time gig just grew bigger than my full-time gig, salary-wise. So it just made more sense. It gave me the freedom to be a full-time mom. It gave me a freedom to take three vacations a year with my son, to be a helicopter mom, <laughs> to pack our bags and move to a new city where we didn't know anyone, and just just enjoy life. It gave me all the freedoms that I needed at the time or that I wanted at the time, right? Um but um, I cannot say that it had been a lifetime goal for me to be a business owner. But I realized a long time ago that I was a leader. You know, I realized that I, I was never the one that went with the crowd. I always did something different. Um, even though uh, my mom would say that I threw caution to the wind a lot as, you know, the, the youngest of her three kids. Um, I knew that that leadership ability was in me. So it, it only made sense. It made a lot of other people happier for me to go off and be a business owner because I had the leadership quality. So ask yourself, why do you want to be a business owner and be honest with yourself? Secondly, do you have the work ethics to be successful? Are you the person that breaks rules just for the hell of it? Um, I recently did a video where I talked about the importance of having rules. And um, one of my girlfriends um, was critiquing the video. And um, she was like, Tanya, I just don't think people have time to follow all of your rules. And I, I'll be honest, like I am that person. I tend to seek counsel from people that have never done much. You know what I mean? Like I'll come to you about building a house and you never built a house or I'll come to you about being a homeowner and you've never owned a home. I'll go to you about being a business owner and you've never owned a business, you know, and that works in some situations. I mean, because you don't have to be married to give somebody advice on, you know, 
not being cheated on by their spouse. Like that's just common sense. That's about self-respect. Like, sweetie, you deserve more. You know what I mean? So it doesn't work in every scope of your life, but sometimes you do have to consider the people that that you were asking for advice. So um, she felt like I had too many rules. And I said, do you realize that there are rules everywhere you go? When you go to the hospital, there's a sign that says, check in here. And after you write your name on that pad, they say, have a seat in the waiting area until your nurse calls you. The nurse calls you and say, come on back, have a seat in that chair. Let's go over, you know, why you're here today. Okay, stay right here. Take your top off. Stay right here. The doctor will be in in just a second. Those are rules. Those are instructions. When you go into a restaurant, same thing. There's a sign that either says, wait to be seated or seat yourself. And once you're seated, you know, your waitress comes to you. She gives you menus and water or whatever. And then, you know, she says, take your time. I'll be back. You know what I mean? So it's just, there are rules everywhere we go. Even in church, the usher, the usher shows you where you should go. She gives you some, you know, some churches, not all churches, you know, they give you a program that tells you the order of, of the program. When the pastor starts preaching, they say, we don't want you walking around. Those are rules. Those are instructions. And if you are in this world and you think that you can survive without rules, you are going to constantly hit your head on a brick wall, which, you know, that seems to be happening to some of the people that I asked to critique the video. And they were just like, people don't have time for your rules. And the funny thing is my rules are simple. Put your things over here and have a seat. I'll be right with you. Please do me a favor and not listen to your cell phone or your Snapchat or a YouTube video on the speaker. Can you put in your headphones? My rules are very simple and just pay me what I ask. Don't try to do me, you know, that's not listed anywhere, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So do you have the work ethics? Because those people don't, you know, it takes a special person to put rules in place so that the business could be successful. Do you have those work ethics? Do you get up? Do you show up early or at least on time or are you always late? You know what I mean? Do you have the necessary supplies that are needed to be a business owner or to be independent? You know, um, when's the last time you've taken a business class or are you open to taking business classes or connecting with someone as a, a mentee? Well, this person, of course, is my mentee. So we know she's open to that. Um, also, do you have a clientele? to support being an independent stylist. That is so important because, you know, we operate a lot under um, build it and they'll come. And that isn't necessarily true. Build it, market and advertise your business. Have the skill set that's required to be successful and they will come and they will send their friends and they will continue to come. Right. And then other little things that you must consider, business cards, flyers, those things still work and those things are still needed. Yes, I know your 
Instagram and your Facebook page and, and things of that nature, LinkedIn, those are your digital business cards. Those are your digital footprints. But you also need a hard copy. I mean, I just came back from a business conference in Miami. It had nothing to do with the hair industry. And we were exchanging business cards left and right to the point where we ran out, you know, and when you ran into the next person, it was like, hey, can I get your email address or can I get your telephone number? People still want business cards, business cards and flyers, all the old school things that you think are outdated still work. So when you talk about becoming a business owner, not just a salon owner, but a business owner, see it as a business first. And the stylist piece that comes later. But you have to be open to be in business and have the business mindset before you take that leap. And trust me, when you get the business piece right, the sky is the limit for you. I meet stylists, not stylists, I'm sorry. I meet clients all the time that are just like, thank you so much for being on time. Thank you so much for getting me out here in a timely manner. Thank you so much for being professional. Your voicemail is professional. Your, you know, your business cards are professional. Your place is clean. All of that has a lot to do with the business itself. My mission statement is I create the hairstyle that fits your lifestyle in an environment that brings balance to your hectic life. And for me to bring that balance, it has a lot to do with my conversation. It has a lot to do with the ambiance of the salon, the music, the smell, the decor, all of that stuff first. And now let's see if she can do hair. So I hope this helps. <laughs> I think I ran on a little bit longer than I intended to, um, but I hope this helps. Um, and if it helps you, please share my podcast with a friend. Share my podcast with your stylist or barber. Feel free to reach out to me at um, Tanya L. Stokes at gmail.com. Again, I'm Tanya Stokes, and you're listening to A Conversation with Tanya. Make it a great day. Bye.